Do you want to be successful? It's time to get prepared. Hi, this is Daniel Laxtons, your host on the Roofing Business Builder. Today we're going to talk about success and how we can be prepared for it. But before we get into that, let's talk about our intention. The intention for today is I'm becoming more successful every day. Now, how many times have we said to ourselves, well, I've took one step forward and two steps backwards. Well, is this really the case? Seriously. How many of us have made mistakes? And yes, sometimes you feel like, wow, I, I'm going to have to start this whole thing all over again. But remember this, when you're, if you are starting over again, it doesn't matter. You have the knowledge of the mistake. You have uh, the experience uh, to know the right decision to make uh, on this next event venture that you're going through. So remember, I am becoming more successful every day. Now let's get into the show. We're talking about preparing for success and I have my guest, Leah Laxton's on the show. Hello, hello. And so today we're gonna talk about, you know, how to be prepared. Because if you wanna be successful, it doesn't happen overnight, does it? No, definitely, it takes really consistency. Um, And if you just stay focused on your end goal and stay consistent along the steps leading up to it, before you know it, overnight, no matter what your original goal was, it's it's done, it's fulfilled, and you're ready to set a new goal and keep on going. But it really goes back to being consistent. Absolutely. I was thinking when I was younger, oh, when I was in my teens, I would um, go to church three times a week, and then I'd just uh, take off my suit. You know, on a Sunday, I'd just take my suit off, throw it in the floor, uh, because I wanted to uh, get to uh, where we're going, maybe to lunch or we're, we're getting ready to go to uh, the skating ring or something like that. Well, after a couple of weeks, there's a pile of clothes laying in the middle of the floor. And so, <laughs> so the thing is, is uh, creating habits, uh, your habits will compound uh, the, the good things that you want in your life. Uh, so just as much as uh, if you do bad habits then those negative things will compound over time. And so it's, it is that consistency uh, because the compound effect that you want is more success and more success. And it really comes down to having a roadmap for how you're going to get to XYZ goal and then slowly incorporating into your regular schedule and your routine all of these things that are going to get you to that goal. So, for instance, having this podcast, you know, you want it to really help people and help the roofing community. And so you've incorporated into your weekly routine sitting down and and coming up with these ideas and and recording it here. So just remaining consistent on this path will get you to where you're trying to go. So same thing for really any goal that we want, whether it's personal or definitely specifically inside of your business. If you want to do XYZ gross sales, then there are there is a roadmap to lead up to that. You're going to have to hire people. You're going to have to market in a certain way to a certain clientele to get to that end goal. And so you just start. Basically, you set the goal and you take these baby steps. And the next thing you know, you're there. 
you know, a journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. That's right. And then in life, it's fear that prevents people from becoming successful. And the reason why they have the fear is they they never ever created the map. You know, if you're walking down a path and you don't know which way you're going to go and you're afraid, you know, you don't. It, it's uh, it's not a good feeling. Yeah. So what you do is uh, again, you create that map. You um, you get to know. Once you have knowledge, fear goes away. And that's what we're uh, really wanting to help everyone listening to the podcast to know that whatever you're um, concerned about, then dig into that. Uh, learn all you can. And we're in a, a time period that's really amazing because we have all of the past successes and failures of entrepreneurs going back basically 150 years at our fingertips on our phones now. <laughs> you know, before you would have to go to the library and really research or maybe by word of mouth figure out what these successful entrepreneurs did to make it. Now these things are just readily available on the internet. You can study you know, Henry Ford, um, Rockefeller, all of these sort of iconic people that were making it. Whereas if we were alive at their time period, you know, you wouldn't, they wouldn't be sharing those secrets so readily. You wouldn't have that roadmap. So the map is there. We just have to piece it together out of basically the examples of all these entrepreneurs who have come before us. And even setting a bar setter in your industry right now, someone that has already achieved what you want to achieve and then basically reverse engineering that path. It obviously will be different for every entrepreneur just a little bit because of circumstances and the time period we live in, society, et cetera. But the general overall path is there, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. And keep it simple too along the way because um, it, it, sometimes we complicate our lives trying to do too much. Mm -hmm. uh, like we, you and I have always said, <clears throat> stick to just one product you know, that you really are in love with. And, and get to know that product to where you know it like the back of your hand. Yeah, absolutely. So is there anything else that would help people to be prepared? Well, I think, you know, we were talking about sort of today, um, there's a lot going on in the world with the coronavirus. And, and we just had South by Southwest here in Austin canceled, which is really a bummer because we were planning on going to some pretty cool events, uh, the Entrepreneur events, Inc. Magazine, has a Founders House, all of these things that now we will not be doing uh, this week. Um, but I think it really hit home. We were talking about how, what are your SOPs? Like, what are your standing operating, standard operating procedures for flu season? You know, because this is something that every company should have rolling into this time of year of like, hey, if you're sick, stay home, especially if you have a fever, you know, wash your hands, having hand sanitizer out. Because no one does that normally, right? Right. I mean, <laughs> I know, in, I'm just teasing. You're supposed, they should be doing this. We were just talking about the bars. Oh, it's like, yeah. they, shouldn't they always be wiping uh, the poles? Right. Down? I think that was the funny yeah. one was the subway in New York. <laughs> They're like, they, we're going to clean it every 72 hours. And everybody's like, wait, that's not already a thing. Yeah. Like what in the world? <laughs> that's ridiculous. But yeah, no, there's already standard operating procedures in place for this. Obviously, this is uh, something a little bit uh, crazy, beca crazier because we have to watch where people have traveled to and from, etc. But the overall theme is pretty much the same. It's flu season. 
and have these operating procedures in effect. And then people aren't freaking out like, I have a temperature. What do I do? Calling you. It's like, no, stay home. You have a fever. Do not come to this office. You know, so, you know, and we don't have to be afraid of this thing. We, it's just another challenge for us to take on and go. for us to make sure that we have our business operating procedures in place. And if you don't, it's a great time to record the process right now. Uh, we did this in with the company I was with in Florida after the hurricanes uh, in like 2004. The first one, we're like, okay, let's write down every single thing that we just did and put it in a book so that we have a procedure for the next one. Hoping that would be years later. It ended up being two months later. Wow. But so hey, but we, it, it helped you to already, be prepared. Yeah, absolutely. It was like, okay, what was the first thing we did was like stock the office with canned goods, try to figure out how to get the landlines back up and the internet, you know, like all of these things, get the generator out. Like we had sort of a list and who was in charge of what. So this is a great time to go through all of your standard operating procedures and make sure that you have them on point. And do you have standard operating procedures? Do you have handbooks uh, for each of your employees or even for yourself? And the the biggest thing that people um, make mistakes on along the way is that they don't sit down, pull out a pen and paper and write these things out or you know, sit down at your computer, type it out. Yeah, it seems difficult because you're in crisis mode, right? And we're trying to do all these things, but this is going to save you so much time in the long run. Yeah. So um, map it out and then follow your map. And that's and then there's no fear because we know it, it, it's there's a difference between I'm just not sure about this. And then you make a decision based on it, which is fine. Because then you can go back, look at what happened, what your results were, and then rewrite the map. Because uh, now you know what mistakes that you made in the past. So you're never taking two steps backwards. Everyone's like, oh, but I just took two steps backwards. No, you're not. You're always moving forward. And, uh, and the thing is, you're, you have more knowledge now than you did before. Yeah, and and I think it's almost like the best thing is to do this quarterly at your your have a staff meeting quarterly and record everything from that meeting. It's kind of like your business diary. You know, I mean, it'd be great to do it every day, but that can be kind of difficult. But if you're on a quarterly basis recording all of the issues, the successes and the failures that you had, then when those situations come up again, it's easy to flip back and see what the process was. Yeah. And when you, um, when you're not good at a certain thing, hire someone that is good at that. So say if you're, well, I'm just not good at writing this stuff down. Well then hire someone. Yeah. But now if you don't have the funds to hire people, then you have to do it. If you're going to be successful, you're the one that started this business. Then, then you, uh, as, as the business owner, you have to take these steps. So now it's time for Did You Know? (laughs) So uh, did you know that the instructions on roofing is pretty much, where where do we find the instructions on, you know, like if you're at Ikea, you get something from Ikea, the instructions, where do you find those instructions? Inside the box or on the (laughs) internet. (laughs) That's it. But the thing is, is um, in the roofing business, most of us learned from like my grandfather taught my brother and then my brother taught me. Uh, But I I see this a lot on the roofs where the, the installers uh, they don't necessarily know what they're doing. I mean, they're doing a great job, 
but they don't know why they do the job because maybe they have never read a manual. Um, I remember when we had our, our roofing business, we hired some subs and they were totally installing it improperly. And I was really upset. So I'm, I'm like, hey, guys, you're installing the shingles wrong. And they're like, well, how are we supposed to do it? And I just grabbed the bundle and flipped it over. <laughs> and I says, the instructions are right there on every bundle. And they never knew that. And I, you know, there's two ways of installing. And I said, I went this way, you know, overlaps at six inches. So, so that's just one thing. Um, and every manufacturer has it online usually as well. So, Or the spec book. Ask, call the manufacturer, send me a spec book. How much does it yeah. cost to get a spec book? Uh, I guess it would depend on the manufacturer. Pro- I would hope free, but yeah. who knows? Even if it's 10 bucks, it's like so worth it to have the actual instructions that you need. And, and then when they come back to you with like, oh, this wasn't done right, you know, you have sort of a, their Bible to say, well, actually, flip, 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 it was done right. Or, oh, man, you're right. You know, my guys well, missed that in the spec book. So but either way. At least way. you'll know. And then when, you're, when you know about how to install your favorite product, uh, then you feel confident and that success will, will permeate. I mean, wherever you go, you know, you have confidence and uh, that's that's going to help you in your successful path. So uh, just remember that. Know your spec books. Um, make sure that your foreman has a spec book uh, on hand, and educate all your employees on how to install that that system perfectly. Mm-hmm. So that's did you know? So today we've been talking about preparing for success. Uh, maybe we can do a recap. Yeah, absolutely. So. Preparing for success is defining your goal and then following the road, creating and following a roadmap to get there. Yeah. And you're never, ever um, two steps behind. You're always moving forward. Even when you mess up, you're still way ahead of where you were before. So, And it eliminates stress, eliminates fear because you have the, the map and you're just going about your business until you get to that final goal. Absolutely. So we really appreciate you guys. Uh, We hope uh, that great things will be happening for all of us as we continue down the road. So thank you. You've been listening to The Roofing Business Builder. I'm Daniel Laxtons, and we'll see you next week.